Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Things I Know show. My name is Juan Cardenas, and I'm your host. And today we're going to be speaking about networking. So as you read on the title and the description, uh, we're going to be giving you a few tips on networking. And let's begin on what I believe networking is. Uh, so for me, I believe that networking is an intent-based action, uh, meaning that you are willingly doing uh, this activity. You're actually going into a venue, you're putting yourself in a position where you're going to meet people, and hopefully it has a point, a purpose behind it. Uh, so that's one of the tips that we're going to start. I'm going to give you three different tips. Number one, figure out why you're going to the venue that you're going that's the most important thing that I've learned in my career is that you figure out why you're going uh, to a particular venue. What's the point? Why are you going to be there? Once you figure out why, then that makes it easier for you to figure out then the goal. What is your goal then? When you go to that venue, are you there just to learn? Are you there to meet other colleagues? Are you there to sell something? Are you there, are you there to... I guess for my fraternity brothers, uh, are you there to meet somebody and pick somebody up and date somebody or meet your new girlfriend, your future wife? Who knows, right? Bottom line is that any place that you're going to, uh, usually you're having, uh, there's a, supposed to be an intent um, as far as a reason and a purpose of why you're doing it. And when you don't have that, then it makes it a lot harder for you to then enjoy the venue because you're, you're, you're kind of figuring out as you go. So it makes it a lot harder for you to network because you're not going there with an actual clear focus goal of why you're there. Uh, so I would always recommend, think about why you're going. If you had to buy tickets, for example, for the venue, you knew why you're buying the tickets. You know, maybe there's a speaker that interests you. Maybe the uh, venue itself is something that uh, you just wanted to experience for the first time. Uh, maybe it's a convention um, that you have been wanting to go. Uh, is it, Maybe it's work-related. You know, you're either part of the, of the event or you are an exhibition uh, um, uh, and part of the exhibition uh, of the event or maybe you are part of the event, right? Like the... Uh, the uh, a participant in the event itself. Um, anyways, when you're going there, uh, there's always there's always a reason why you're going. Um, and um, for me, what I have learned to do is that if I'm going to a, a place, I work for a marketing agency now. So what I try to do is I try to meet at least three people. Uh, I try to meet with them, uh, talk to them, not necessarily about what I do, but just you know figure out what they do. And then as I engage in the conversation, I figure out a time, a few questions, maybe one or two questions before I move on to, you know, either going to get some water, going maybe get a drink or maybe going to get, um, you know, one of the hors d'oeuvres around there. Uh, but I don't really stay engaged for too long in the initial conversation, but I just keep myself available to re-engage with that one uh, person again, because again, my goal is to meet at least three people and not necessarily meet everybody in the venue. I do say hello to a lot of different people. Maybe if I know somebody already, I'll say hello, but I try to meet three new people. 
And the reason I only engage a few times is because I don't like overstaying my welcome. A lot of times I find uh, I've learned, and again, this is a learned skill that, you know, sometimes you can overstay your welcome. Some, sometimes people may not know how to disengage from you, but, you know, they're done with the conversation. They're really not interested in, com- in speaking with you anymore. Um, so it's more like an uncomfortable, they're listening, but not really. Um, and, um, yeah, you should be able to learn that really quickly by just, um, you know, yourself knowing how you feel when somebody's doing that to you. So paying attention to both, right? Be, you know, learning how to disconnect from the conversation to be able to re-engage them later, uh, is always a key thing that I would recommend. Um, so that's number two is figuring out why you, what you're going, what you're going to do at the event, right? So once you figure out why you're going, then you figure out what you're going to do. Um, and then the, the last thing I would say is follow up. That's the key to meeting anybody is if you actually, um, engage the person with the intent that you actually are, you know, just trying to bring value to them, or at least just are actually interested in learning from them. Um, then the follow-up is more like the, the glue that's going to connect you for, for, for the, from then on. Um, usually the next day after I've completed the event or sometimes depending on what the event is, uh, right after the event, I usually like sending a message through text or I send an email, just letting them know, um, about the conversation we had, or just saying, Hey, it was great to meet you at X event. Um, here's a little bit more about my company that, you know, that we, that I wasn't able to share. Uh, let me know how I can help in the future. Right. And that's usually starts the conversation for a lot of, a lot more, uh, from, you know, more, more, uh, discussions or more collaborations in the future. Um, so that's one of the things I would suggest that you do. And again, it depends on where you are in life. So if you're a young, uh, teen, um, most of the time, all you're doing is meeting new people. Uh, one of the things that I've taught my, my kids who are in their teens, uh, to do growing up is just always say hello to people as you're walking down the street. Uh, especially if they're just, you know, they're with me. Uh, I always say, if you see somebody say hello, you know, always greet people as you're walking around. You're not an animal. <laughs> That's what my, par- my parents used to tell me. Hey, you're not a, you're, you're not a, a, a non-sentient being, you know, you can greet people if, as you're walking along, you know? Um, so for me, uh, as a Latino, we are very respect your elders kind of, kind of, kind of culture. Right. So that's what my parents always taught me is like, Hey, if you see somebody that's older than you, you're always going to want to say hello or good afternoon, good evening. Uh, because that's, that's polite, right? You're acknowledging somebody's existence. That's polite. And especially if they're older, um, you respect them, right? So that's one of the things that I try to teach my, my children, uh, especially when they're with me, uh, we try to do that as much as we can. Um, a lot of times, you know, they're teenagers. They do, they do what they think, you know, they need to do. But, uh, for the most part, they, they're pretty good about it. Uh, my fraternity brothers, on the other hand, they're, you know, they're obviously in college now they're older. And one of the things that at the time of me being, uh, part of the mentorship, uh, 
uh, program um, or just being part of the activities uh, as I'm, I'm older, obviously, than all of them. Um, for them, it was more of the social skills. A lot of the stuff that we didn't get taught growing up. Uh, most of them are uh, first generation college people. They're on their own for the very first time. I know that it was a freaking shock to me, right? You know, getting dropped off and realizing, wait a minute, I don't have parents anywhere. Uh, I'm I'm on my own here. I can actually go and go walk outside at two in the morning if I feel like it. And, you know, it's college and there's people everywhere and everybody's either studying, partying or sleeping. Right. And um, yeah, it was crazy. So that experience obviously made me uh, learn a lot of stuff. I made a, a lot of mistakes uh, when it came to, you know, the different activities that, that were going on, right? So you sometimes make mistakes or you learn from the mistakes that you did. And now you're trying to hopefully teach people from your experience. So, you know, at the time, uh, I think back in, when was it? I would say 2008 was when I went back again after being gone around 10, 10 years and uh, started engaging with them again. And one of the things that, you know, I was really good at helping them um, was at the social events and being able to get them to be good hosts, right? At least a few of them really picked up on that. And I thought it was really cool. Uh, but at the same time, I also showed them how to approach people that as a old, here's an older person telling me what to do back in my day. We used to do this. No, um, I engaged them in a way like, hey, I really appreciate what you're doing there. That was awesome. And, and, it, and it made it a little bit easier for them to relate to me, even though I was older, because, again, I was trying to teach them that, you know, you can attract more people with honey than with vinegar. Right. Uh, just by being kind to people. Uh, just treating people with respect all across the board, right? So that was one of the things that I that I was able to experience with the college crowds. And then, of course, as you get into the professional world, then you start learning, like I mentioned, the rules of en- of engagement. Right? When it comes to being in a social um, atmosphere versus a professional atmosphere uh, versus a convention, because again, those three those three uh, things I, I would say are different. Like if you're in a social event, uh, you're usually there to just have fun, enjoy yourself, and that's it, right? When you're in a professional event, there's usually a reason why you're going. You either want to get more contacts, uh, you want to get more um, people that can either uh, help you move up in the world, um, or you can look for people that you can help as well. Uh, And then at a convention, I usually say that's more of a combination of both because in between breaks, you're usually more social. uh, And then when you're at uh, one of the sessions or one of the speaker events, um, you're there to engage in in, in learning, right? So the the different reasons of networking um, are vast, but the rules are usually the same. So hopefully... Um, this kind of helped you understand a little bit of what you could do. Uh, number one, like I said, let me go ahead and repeat that is figure out why you're going to the event in the first place. Number two, have a goal for me. Like I mentioned, meet three people, uh, at least, uh, usually is 
with the intent of being bringing value to them. Um, and number three, follow up. Because again, there's a lot of times when I've met people, I've connected with people, and especially in the last five years, let's say, um, that we had a connection and then now um, we are no longer bringing value to each other and we lost touch. But then I'm in re-engaging them again. And a lot of times uh, I did an experiment, for example, uh, I have 50 realtors as my friends on Facebook. Um, I counted them so I know. Uh, so there's 50 of them. Um, I sent a message to all 50 of them. And I know specifically the exact location where I met them or the exact things that we did. Um, or a lot of times the people that were around when I met them and the reason why they're now my friends, for example, on Facebook. So when you met, when you message 50 people, you usually hope that all of them are going to respond, but that's not usually the case. In my case, I messaged 50 people, 10 of them actually responded, 10 of them saw the message and decided not to say anything and then the rest they saw the message but um yeah nothing so 30 people or actually 40 people didn't say anything um which it's exactly how things are going to work out why because again the follow-up is important if you follow up with people if you engage with them if you actually bring value to the table um, a lot of times they don't even get to see the, the messages because they're no longer um, checking the app as often as they would have. Uh, for the most part, uh, what you can do is, again, not give up. You have them. You're connected with them. They can see your stuff. Uh, you can message them again. The next step is probably give them a call. And again, this is the kind of stuff that's going to hopefully build a better relationship, right? With the people that you're networking with. Because when they met you, they probably had um, a goal themselves that they were trying to accomplish. And then now they don't they don't have that same goal. Uh, maybe you don't work in the same profession as you used to. And that's one, hap- one of the things that happened with me is that a lot of my friends, for example, I've met um, from the very beginning when, when Facebook started. At that time, I used to, I used to have a completely different job than what I do now. Um, and my game design friends, for example, don't engage in the conversations of real estate that I was doing, because again, they they're game designers. Uh, the realtors that I met when I was a realtor uh, don't engage in marketing conversations that I'm having now, because they are doing real estate related stuff. But again, whether it's game design, whether it's real estate or whether it's marketing, I have those connections and hopefully you can um, touch and re-engage and bring hopefully value to them again so that they can respond to you. Um, But it's now no longer just like a cold call. Now you actually have some kind of uh, reason and almost like a little bit of a permission to engage them, right? Uh, so that's exactly how networking works. So don't get discouraged. 
Don't feel like people are, you know, being jerks to you. Uh, they're not. A lot of times people get busy. And, I, and like I said, a lot of times it's just a matter of, you know, value. If, if, if whatever you're trying to communicate with them doesn't have value to them, you know, they won't, they probably won't say anything. Um, but, you know, don't give up. You've met them, you've connected with them, um, and try to re-engage them as often as possible until they tell you, until they either unfriend you or they, they tell you not, you know, Hey, stop it. Right. Because again, online friendships, real life friendships, uh, completely different things, but you're trying to network in a positive way, always in a positive way. So don't forget about that. Don't get discouraged. Don't try to fall into the vanity matrix. That's one of the things that we call when it comes to, um, you know, having a whole bunch of friends on Facebook um, or any other social platforms. Don't get discouraged. Don't get sad if people are not talking to you. Don't get, um, especially if you're a public figure and you're no longer networking. Now people are actually coming to you and then just following you and, and, you know, sometimes they could say mean things to you. Well, guess what? As long as you maintain the focus of the reason why you're doing something and you meet your goals and you follow up with the people that you want to follow up with, I think you would be well on your way to doing a great networking uh, person, being a network, great networking person. So hopefully that helped everybody. And if not, we really appreciate you listening up to this point. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you, everyone. And this has been The Things I Know.